Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me Bessie mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. Again, feels like an age. It really, 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 really does. I think it's because both of our lives have been jam jam packed this week. Hello, it's, it's me. me. That was the first <laughs> word she uttered. Was it? Oh, yeah. hello. Right. So, shall we do? Let's do me first. So, (laughs) Friday, British Summertime Festival to see Adele. And, right, I'll talk you through it. So, you know I'm not a festival kind of gal. I know. But I thought this has got to be an older, more refined clientele. Mm -hmm. And it kind of was. So, it wasn't sort of like people gurning on cowies, bouncing around kind of vibe. (laughs) Cowies? Cowies? Is that a Newcastle thing? It must be. Is that like a pinger? A cowie is like a really shit pill. Like it's like <laughs> really bad ecstasy that makes you just gurn like a twat. Um, so <laughs> they're not a thing anymore. Like if I said, I feel like even if I said that in Newcastle now, people might not know. But then I'm not in the sort of young drug scene in Newcastle, so perhaps they do. <laughs> <laughs> As if I ever was in the young drug scene in Newcastle. <laughs> anyway so it was like an all-day thing and I think we had early entry but we were just thinking so it was me Michael Sarah and Carl more like I can't go there all day I really just can't so we planned our day like we'll go for a nice luncheon and then we'll go about five she was going to be on at eight kind of thing love obviously start time from Adele yeah yeah and then they'd yeah exactly and then they had arrived the night before and poor Carl, he doesn't drink a drop. He doesn't drink a drop. I know, he just and loves a coffee, doesn't he? He'll have he a coffee at midnight. <laughs> a latte. Well, he had a, he had a latte at Adele. He had a latte at Gay Pride. He just fucking loves it. So bless him. He just has to watch the three of us. So Thursday night, obviously, we're just dead excited. We went to oh, the yeah. pub <laughs> and got morts. And then on Friday, we decided, Sarah, I've got too confident with sneak and drink in places. Uh-huh. After uh-huh. my Queen's uh-huh. experience. Yes. So we just thought, right, let's just get minis. How fun are minis? <laughs> yeah, class. I yeah. fucking love them. So we thought we'll take minis in and we'll just like put them in my gooch sort of thing. And <laughs> oh, a nice sweaty gooch mini. I know. Well, Sarah mm-hmm. had them in her tits. And anyway, so we went to Sainsbury's <laughs> and I got like you know, we all three of us bought. It was Got really hilarious because, yeah, because we all went to the self-checkouts <laughs> at the same time and had to have our ID. Well, we didn't get, you know, the visibly yeah. over 25, visibly over 25. Um, but three times in a row. And we, not only that, we got a gift set each and one mini of rhubarb and ginger Whitley Neal. <laughs> so it's just so random. And I, I felt like I had to acknowledge it because I, uh-huh. you know, I obviously made it more awkward. I was like, ooh, we've all got the same. And the woman was like... <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so ah. we sort of went there planning where we we're gonna put them we thought you know just down the trousers i'll, I'll do we'll, and sarah I'll put my like, titties and then how many how many gins are you getting in a gift set three it was so oh, okay. it was absolute different flavors oh i love those yeah and we've got shot glasses free so we've got nine shot glasses now <laughs> <laughs> perfect um so 
we get there to the queue and if it isn't airport security (laughs) (laughs) so I I don't know I knew there would be more security than Queens where you know I took in just me Chili's bottle of wine we looked on the terms and conditions and said you can take in an empty bottle of water or a sealed bottle of water to fill them up (laughs) I quite like these filling stations these days um Mm. and so we got there well first of all we went through and showed our tickets and I was like yes and they were like what well we're through and they pointed and there was an airport security thing a man standing like a starfish getting patted down that had a metal like a handheld metal detector so I was like oh my god and they were down my pants right and I thought well how am I going to do this so in the queue they make you take everything out your pockets as well so that uh-huh. it, if, if you could keep things in your pockets it might have been all right but I took things out of my pockets and I patted myself down and it was just like rock solid full of stuff yeah <laughs> I was like, oh no, really panicking. So we're in this like, <laughs> snail, what's this called? The queue? Zigzag. Zigzag queue. And I was like, oh, I can't have them here. I can't have them here. So I started trying to shuffle them around. They were falling down my jeans. So they were in my jeans and I was like shaking my leg like a dog. And one of them flung out in the queue and all of these refined people just judged us while I ran and grabbed me absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was just mortifying. And then we got to the front and they were still down my leg. So I was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So I just shoved them down me Doc Martens. Yes. And Always but, in the but they, were, they were sticking out like in the middle stick if you'd looked it was so obvious um and I I took my belt off to um to divert them like to uh-huh. yeah, 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 them. yeah 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 you've got them. to look very compliant you're like oh yeah. do I need to strip a t-shirt oh, off as well <laughs> yeah because I thought well the metal lids set it off anyway somehow I just walked through with my massive Doc Martens on bulging <laughs> at the seams with minis and got in oh bootleg so we all got in which is fabulous how did michael what did michael do with his down the pants he was just very calm cool calm and collected yeah yeah. and sarah just had multiple in her titties yeah Uh, so we all got in fabulous and then obviously the problem there was that we'd already drank quite a bit before we went in you know what, listeners? I bet some of them just cannot be asked with 20-minute stories about us drinking every single episode. And if that's you, mm. stop listening. Yeah, stop now. It's only going to get worse. Go and listen to a cup of tea podcast if you want to. <laughs> so it was four doubles. Do you remember that story I told you about a, a bar in, a, like a dive bar in Newcastle when we were younger that just used to get a can, pour the top out and put the vodka yes. in the top? So mm-hmm. we just did that. Um, and it was it was going well I was me and Sarah on the way and we're like do you ever just wish you could just just take this feeling and just I wouldn't I would not drink another drop tonight if I could just keep this level of buzz (laughs) and she was like yeah yeah and we're euphoric at 5 p.m and then uh, uh, Gabrielle the weather was beautiful the stage was gorgeous Michael wouldn't shut up about the tree that was built into the stage if you google it it is quite cool but he would just that was his favorite part of the whole thing it was weird he's an interior designer these days isn't he yeah exactly. he has like an eye for design yeah so Gabrielle was on and I love Gabrielle I that's had... a proper throwback that it is so Adele chose women who she likes and Sorry. I've just, I didn't listen to her Desert Island Disc, which has just done one. And her like special <gasps> possession was Gabrielle's album. And I remember for Christmas, I'd say when I was about eight, my mom's one of 13, bloody hell. And they would each get Empathics. a, they would each get a cousin or multiple cousins to buy for. And I got one of those 
enormous dairy milk bars, you know, ridiculously big ones. Yes. And Gabrielle Greatest Hits Volume One. And wow. I remember it was years before I really like I was like, well, where's volume two? But you know how everyone does everyone just had the volume one. Yeah, or pink's like greatest hits so far. And yeah. she never she never did another one, so it's good. Anyway, Gabrielle was fabulous. I always forget how many bangers she's got. It's beautiful songs, wonderful atmosphere. And I that's great. Then Adele came on and I do <laughs> like hello. And it was very exciting. And then it went wrong. <gasps> I mean, I had a fabulous time, but I'll cut to the chase. The reason I know it went wrong is because, and mortifying because it's Carl. And the, the other thing about bloody Carl is the next day we always have to say, don't tell us what we did last night. I don't want to debrief. Don't want to know, especially from someone who's got fucking 2020 memory. So <laughs> about Carl was saying at the end of the night, everyone started leaving, like the whole of the place started leaving. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, well, we're leaving and I went I am not leaving until she does someone like you and he went mm, yeah she did that already <laughs> and I looked and it was in the middle of the set list <laughs> oh, no. I think I thought it was gonna be the encore and evidently I, I didn't think she'd done an encore so I was fuming and yeah mm-hmm. so I bloody hell yeah <sighs> so I think I did all right because I most of it I, I remember you will have been enjoying it regardless. That's what you've just got to think. You can't oh, remember yeah. it, but you will have been having such a good time. That happened with me every single time I've been to see oh. Catherine Ryan. I've been blackout drunk. And yeah. oh. Michael's away. Hang on, let's just answer. Oh, where Hi. is he? I'm doing my podcast. Put him on speaker. Oh, sorry. No, are you all right? Hello. Yeah, you? Yeah. I am the star of the show. <laughs> this is going on the podcast <laughs> how are you the star of the show everyone's staring at us because i'm the leader of the campus <laughs> he's a just for the listeners benefit he's he's got a reasonably new job and he's um a, a team away day in sheffield <laughs> I started doing the Team Olympics and everyone was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Do it. And then we started the first game and all 55 staff came out and we're getting really into it. Um, and now we're doing the quiz and everyone is around the table really ready for us. And I screamed at the bar manager because we're working. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. How many drinks have you had? Four. All three. <laughs> <laughs> right, stop showing off. I'll ring you after. Okay, bye. 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 Um, so the <laughs> the only other thing is I got assaulted. Are you making a joke? No. Oh, no, God. I'm not making a joke. I'm fine about it. It wasn't sexual assault. It was common assault. <laughs> so... <laughs> no. so by a commoner. Right. So I, what happened? Okay, I'm going to tell you the full story because you know what? Molly May told her whole truth in her book, so I'm going to tell you my whole truth. And I I missed a small detail of it when I told a couple of people at work, including Charlotte, who I know listens to this podcast. So she'll now get this extra detail, but you're not allowed to tell anyone else at work. It's not that bad. It's just pathetic for a 30-year-old man. So what happened was, around about the time that I lost control, (laughs) I (laughs) realized that I needed to be sick. (laughs) So... I walked towards, so the, the thing about, the thing that I love and hate about festivals is that they have these huge, big trophy urinals. 
<laughs> that are just these ones look like the they were sort of repurposed upside down planters but really long okay yeah, yeah, oh, not, yeah, yeah. not upside down upside up yeah. like where you would plant plants yeah. yeah and I was like oh no I've overdone it and obviously again everyone was a bit more refined it was just not the place where I may mm-hmm. as well have been on a cowie like that was what it was like yeah. so mm-hmm. I was walk. it was quite a long and winding road to the troughs and I was walking down there and there was this man well no I'll tell you so I turned I was looking for a place to be sick and I thought you know what I'll try and do this a bit discreetly you know when your mouth's filling with saliva that kind of thing oh god I know so I turned to the right to to be sick that's what I was going to do and just sort of in my line of vision to the right hand side there was a girl doing a wee on the floor uh-huh. and mortal and she was like oh me vagina's out in like a southern accent oh my vagina's out and <laughs> And then next to her, this big, tall, fucking burly, masculine man who okay. decided that what I must be doing is trying to look at this girl's pissing vagina. Oh, fabulous. So in the blink of an eye, he ran up to us and was like, don't you fucking look at my girl! And, <gasps> like, pushed us. But you know when, like, it wasn't that he touched me and then, gent- like, pushed. It was, like, uh-huh. a jerky one. So I just got, like that, in my chest. Oh, and I, like, fell okay. back. Okay. Like a slap on your chest almost. Yeah, but like with these huge, big, masculine yeah, 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 hands. Yeah, slaps understates it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, fair oh, enough oh to my God. I wasn't sick. Can you imagine if I was sick when he did that? <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> well, it would, have, it would have proved my point because I was like, I'm, be- I'm, I'm fine, somebody be sick. And then he, he did that. And I totally forgot about being sick. I was sick later, if you must know. <laughs> and, but the worst of it is I went, I'm, I was going to be sick. I'm gay. <laughs> Can you picture a more tragic scene than me going to try and be sick somewhere, oh. accidentally coming across a vagina, which I didn't see, by the way. She was fully squatting and then this huge man like <laughs> pushing the sick pushing, back into it. pushing the sick back into this pathetic gay and then me declaring out loud that I'm a pathetic gay oh, it was horrible and obviously because he's like alpha male oh, he was probably either trying if he wasn't already a girlfriend he was trying to shag her like thinking oh look yeah, at me yeah, yeah, yeah. and was yeah obviously she... she was on my side she was like yeah. what are you doing which, which is yeah. always the fucking way, isn't it? A man does that. The girl's mm-hmm. not even asked about it. She's like, yeah, why exactly. are you doing this? And then he c- couldn't apologise because that, that would have... undermines the whole... Yeah, yeah, that would have emasculated him. So anyway, I just came back, having not been sick, so cheers, mate, and then arrived back at the group and I was like, I've been assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> I just like using the word assault. And I know I'm not trivialising assault, but that, that is sounds, assault. Yeah, and it sounds pretty traumatic. It did. And it really hurt. Well, yeah, but have you got two big hand-shaped bruises on your chest? Remember those, like, poor, those, oh, no, it was a poor print tattoos people used to get yeah. on their tits. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I got oh, over God, it. I would have called the police on the spot. I know. I would have been I like, I that is. Tempted. I had no signal. GBH. Yeah. I mean, it's near an ABH. Is ABH the one where you get like cuts and scrapes? That could have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing I was saying is that um, my, my default isn't to hit back. Like in that moment, I didn't think for a second, like, or get the urge yeah, to hit back. To go, I'm gay. I'm gay. But yeah. obviously, that's how all these fucking fights start. Yeah, ex- exactly. It is. Wow. 
Oh, yeah. that's really. I'm really sad that that's happened. I wish I'd been there, and then I could have gone and kicked her. <laughs> kicked her. <laughs> the poor girl having a piss. She was just the female version of me, but I wasn't being protected <laughs> by some huge man. But anyway, it didn't ruin the day. It was all gorgeous. Lovely, lovely time. And then next day was Pride, and that was lovely, lovely times as well. And that you were actually imagine allowed to drink him. your own drink. Can you imagine if you'd seen him and he was trying to find you in the crowd to apologise? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been was gay. <laughs> 15 seconds later, Sarah, I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup. So <laughs> <laughs> I might have recognised her vagina, though. Um, wow, 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 wow. So that's me. Okay, your turn. So, Friday night. Well, Friday day. No, Thursday night, went to Preston, saw my mum, said, I'm just going to have one glass of wine, mum, just the one, because I've got a big weekend ahead of me. Two bottles of wine late, I went to bed. Friday, went to Manchester. A few of my pals were there, but not the the whole crew. So I will just go out for some dinner and one or two drinks. One or two, but again, big day ahead of us. We don't want to ruin tomorrow. I'm just going to give you a few key pieces of information. Mm-hmm. Information number one was we went to a bar. As we sat down, the man said, here are a list of all of our margaritas. <sighs> they are for the next 90 minutes, five pounds. Well, he's asking for that then. Yeah. What kind of margaritas did they have? Well, my, I started off with a lightsheet margarita. There was jalapeno, there was mango, there were frozen, there was strawberry, there was minty. Just every margarita you can think of. One of each, please. Right, that's exactly what we did. And Mm. then um, a few bottles of wine, one of which they forgot to pop on the bill, so we were smug. Oh, I love that. And then we had these gorgeous shots of tequila followed by this, like, it was almost like a salsa verde like ah. it was like cilantro and a little bit spicy and a little bit peppery and oh they were just stunning um and then we went into this other place it was like a bar but it was kitted out to like a diner from the 70s we were the only people in them we were like eh what's going on there that's a bit boring but we obviously also didn't care about that because we were quite 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 quite, quite pissed by this point um I'll tell you why there was no one else there, Paul, was because we got a taxi home, got some chips, as you do after a big, big night. Mm-hmm. Got a taxi home, sat down to eat the chips, and Love Island came on. So, <sighs> so it was 9pm. It was 9pm. That's ideal. That is <laughs> ideal. Mate, it was perfect. We then also ordered McDonald's. Oh, yes. Love Island. We had to watch Love Island four times this week, and I'm not the same episode because none of us, we were every single time we tried to watch it, we were either too pissed or too hungover. Anyway, <laughs> we got there in the end. Saturday came around. Saturday. It was cowboy themed party. Thank you so much, Amber Calland. No reason for the theme, just, just a theme. Just class. And just class. And it was incredibly weird. That's just all I can think about the whole thing. It was just weird. You looked drinking... so good. Yeah, I sometimes I like to think I'm doing something new with a the theme. Turns mm-hmm. out what I'm doing is something wrong. So I looked like a cross between Elvis. And you know what, Priscilla? Um, <laughs> <laughs> whereas everyone else really hit the cowboy nail on the cowboy head. But 
it, it was a very visually pleasing party. Like everyone looked very, very, very pleasing. Um, yeah. And Amber's boyfriend is a artist and he does like big, um, oh God, I'm really going to butcher his job. He, he does like big adverts on the side of walls, like paints them. Oh yeah. You've taught, I think you've shown us his work before. Because he's so fucking good. And then every party that they have, he paints this wall in the garden, like repaints it. So he did this cowboy scenery. (laughs) Sorry, can I just stop you there? My immediate thought was every party he's at, he just paints a wall in the garden, no matter what (laughs) time he's in. (laughs) Imagine, like, sitting down to plan your wedding and being like, do we invite Alex, but he's going to paint one of the fucking walls. (laughs) Or just like every time you want a little bit of a touch-up job on your paint, you can just... Yeah. have a party and invite him part- yeah just him why is no one else yet it's just an intimate party <laughs> yeah anyway i've popped some sheets over the sofa um just do you <laughs> we're actually gonna go out <laughs> um but he does these incredible incredible murals on the wall for every party and he's colorblind i am so jealous of people who are colorblind right i am in theory but in practice that can't be fun I just think it's really cool to be colorblind. Maybe I'll just start telling people I am. Yeah, no one's going to... They'll say, can you see this colour? And every now and then you just go... You, we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every now and then you go, no. And <laughs> <go> like, <laughs> I'll say, what colour? <laughs> he is. I think he sees in just purely grey tones because he got them glasses, you know, that can correct colour blindness. Also he? really want them. <laughs> just start wearing them. Much of it made colours really vivid. <laughs> like, like LSD. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't even touch the sides for Alex. So. Oh, bless. Sorry, Alex, I'm not making fun of your colour blindness. Does he listen? Yeah. No, does he fuck? He's too busy painting people's walls without permission. <laughs> um, he once bought Amber a lipstick for her birthday. And do you know what? This is really fucking mean. I already <laughs> like the idea of this story. <laughs> Because the colour, it was a Charlotte Tilbury lipstick and the colour said something like blushing baby pink or something like that and it arrived and it was poo brown. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, babe, I know you thought you bought me a a pink lipstick but it's it's not pink. (laughs) Oh God, that's great. (laughs) See, it's for reasons like that that I want to be colourblind. Yeah, exactly. Funny. A lifetime of funniness guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So... Me, Amber and Jack, before the party had officially kicked off, were coming up with awards for that people could vote on for the night. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I came up with most of them. You're welcome, Amber. <clears throat> the first one I came up with was most likely to hoe down, then throw up. Who do you think won that award, Paul? Sarah Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think hoed down and threw up? Oh, did you throw up too? (laughs) Oh, get in. You've made us feel better. Do you know what's tragic is that I was having conversations with people and like the voting system, very relaxed, almost like when you vote (laughs) for a government official, like you can just go throughout the day. People could just go throughout the party and cast their votes. So I'm having conversations with people and then they were leaving the conversations and thinking she's about to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) What state was I in? Oh. Yeah, absolutely catastrophic. But I'll tell you something. Quite a lot of you listen to this podcast, don't you? Cheeky little minxes. Oh, I'll be listening right now. Yeah, I was obviously giving it large about this podcast, and then they were going and casting ballots against me. 
and then I think I gave a speech when I won the award, but I can't I can't remember that far back. Well, you sometimes give speeches when there's no awards impromptu. involved. Impromptu, yeah, I like to give a speech. I like to get up on chairs as well. That's a bad habit, just getting as high as I can. <laughs> um, it's like I've noticed that I do these things that are like less audio because sometimes when my ability to speak departs from me but I've still got a good few hours left in me yeah I have a resort to the physical attention seeking uh-huh. but that's why you know when I did the headstand and I got concussion mm-hmm. I'm sorry and got concussion and then getting as high as I can in a room just someone will just be sitting around a table having a nice chat then I'll just I'll just hop hop up on that table and then another one that I discovered recently during for me telling you is that if I'm at a birth- birthday party no matter the link to the person I could have met them the day before I insist on being the person to bring them their birthday cake I did it at at Michael's birthday do you not remember oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't care I don't care about oh god and there I was carrying out the cake yeah so luckily it wasn't a birthday but I did go up on a chair and give a speech that's that's why my memory ends I downloaded the drink the drink aware app on Sunday. Oh, why have you done that? That's I, I already deleted it, but I just thought that was a good step. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? First step is not acceptance, but acknowledgement. I feel. Yeah. Well, speaking of drink aware app, I've this is my first drink since Adele, except the glass of red wine I had last night. But red wine doesn't count. No, red wine's like hot chocolate, and it's really cool, and it's also good for you. Yeah, it's really good for you, I've heard. So we're going to move on to what we're drinking and what we're reading. Mm-hmm. We're drinking, both of us. <laughs> so we're reading We're reading my story, Becoming Molly May. <laughs> and we're drinking a Sex on the Beach. But the first thing we did when we got on the call was like, Sarah went, oh, I've got a pint of it. And I went, oh, I have too. So we've both got a pint of Sex on the Beach. And you know what I'm gutted about? Well, two things. Oh. I accidentally bought bitty orange juice. Oh no, which is it's actually fine. I used to hate it when I was a kid. I'm mature now, I quite like it. But it's yeah. just I want I didn't want bitty now. And I the the biggest thing mistake I've made is I completely forgot that it was peach snaps. So what have you got in there? Just vodka. Oh my god. And, and a bit of triple sec actually. <laughs> but peach snaps is what makes the sex on the beach. It's still delicious, but like it's not I was beach, so excited for it and then I just Googled the recipe thinking, obviously, I don't need to do this. And then, yeah. Well, I couldn't find peach snaps. So instead of orange juice, I've got two freshly squeezed oranges in there. Ooh, that's a posh one. Yeah. I really fucking went for it. But I couldn't find peach snaps. So I thought, what have I got that could maybe get close to that? So I just popped in along with the vodka, a little bit of apple sours and a little bit of black cherry shamble. Oh, is it nice? Oh, um, it is, but it's not sex on the beach. No, we've both fucked it. Um, I've just realised as well. Maybe I should have put a little glass of cherry in there. Have you? No, but I, I mean I don't have them, but that was on the recipe as well. I know orange wedge, but I've gone for a lemon wedge. I've got um, an orange wedge, but I've not got a glass of cherry. But I'm halfway through the pint now. 
did you laugh when she mentioned the two drinks that she likes to have on the night? And of course, we've, we missed it. A Sex on the Beach is so early 2000s. She's yeah, not, she's probably not pouring some martini or a pink gin and lemonade. She's like, I don't really <laughs> drink very much, but sometimes if I'm going to, I'll just have like, you know, a pouring some martini or just like a pink gin and lemonade. How did we miss that? I know, I know. That was, that was like Gunty Head, Molly May's favorite drinks without mm-hmm. even blinking. I would say pink gin and lemonade, pouring some martini. I know, and I've gone for Sex on the Beach. You won't even have heard of it. No, I know. I think it's because, well, we'll get into the book, but yep. I just don't know if sex is on her radar. No. <laughs> so, the book is Becoming Molly May. Molly May Haig. I mean, you've got to say she looks gorgeous on that cover. She's a stunning, stunning girl. It is. So, she won Love Island in 2019. No, she didn't win. She didn't fucking win. No, she did not. She, she went on Love Island I lo- the one thing oh god we're getting ahead of ourselves but I did rate it when she was like I really did think we were gonna win yeah because <laughs> she's just she is a, just a bit like wholesome in that sense like she's like why wouldn't me why wouldn't me and Tommy win we're the best couple we're the only ones who found true love Tommy but it's because no one gives a shit about that in love and no. would just care about Maura Higgins personally so yeah. wow Fanny Flutters this is her story <laughs> <laughs> oh god what happened there I think she she just turned 20 when she went on Love Island. She's now 23. So it's just three years worth of life. And then obviously like a childhood and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, don't really know what else to say. <laughs> so, right, Sarah, right, Sarah, right. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What did you think? I'm going to have to depart from talking about this as a book podcast. as like a book, not a review, or but a recommendation. And I'm just going to have to focus on... Molly May, the individual. Okay. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, much in the same, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see the pick of the back. God, I took the cover off because I was embarrassed to read it on the tube. So this is the first time I'm really looking at it. God, she's stunning. That says I a lot about me, though. It does. I was ashamed of myself. Yeah, I was a bit ashamed when I was reading it, and I read it on my phone. But I thought, if anyone looks over my shoulder, they're going to see like chapter one, Instagram. <laughs> done uh no but i mean i'm ashamed that i took the cover off why that's that is internalized something and that's me feeling superior at molly may which is okay. is accurate but not fair and i don't know anyway let's not talk about that what did you think tell us what you thought what you thought i thought it was hilarious it was a proper rip roaring laughter like i've highlighted 90 percent of it to Sarah. read because it is just so funny. Uh, I forward, I folded every page where I found something that I thought I wanted to uh-huh. put on the podcast. I don't know if you can see that, but like, <laughs> it's like all of the pages. Right. One. It was just so funny. If you are listening to this podcast and it's the first time you've listened to this podcast and you've seen that it's about Molly May's book and you're a big fan of Molly May, as I am, maybe that's strong, but I do enjoy her. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't think you're going to enjoy this book. It's not a tell-all. She, You can get more from her on her Instagram stories and you can find out more about her from her vlogs. This is not in any way a tell-all. It's actually pretty frustrating because what she'll do is she'll hint at these things and you're like, oh, and then she'll go, I'll tell you more about that later. And then later never comes. And she forgets that she said that. She forgets and then she just repeats herself. In terms of like the, an actual book, it is diabolical and it is it really is bad and there are spelling mistakes and it's like it's not even been edited there's loads of grammar mistakes 
every single sentence bar potentially 10 ends with an exclamation mark and uh-huh. every single one starts with my mum always says or my dad always says or I've always said and she she really repeats things and I know that sounds like silly but it's almost as though she's forgotten so imagine you're having a conversation with somebody and they speak to you for four hours straight and then eventually by the end of the story they start telling you the stuff that they've start, they told you at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That is what reading this book is like. She, she must have mentioned that her and Tommy, more than anything in the world, loved getting in their cosy clothes and sitting on the sofa and watching horror films or um, having a lazy day and watching Harry Potter every single chapter. And I can't express to you enough how much I'm not exaggerating. I know. So by the end of it, I was a bit annoyed with it. I wanted gossip. I wanted tell-all details. And I didn't get that. But what I did do was I watched three, three of her vlogs afterwards. And I just love her again because she is probably the most wholesome person alive, isn't she? Everything in her life is just gorgeous. And she doesn't she doesn't need to think. Like there's one tiny bit where she talks about um, because obviously she's she has got a huge following and she's she's an influencer and so that's her fucking job but she doesn't talk about anything political and she doesn't have an opinion on these things and the thing is is this whole book like there are two ways you could look at it you could look at it as a memoir or you could look at it as a how to become an influencer and so for somebody that is quite like directional and gives a lot of their advice and opinions on things she then just has this one tiny little moment in the second third where she goes I don't know enough about anything to do with like politics or movements or anything like that so I just don't say anything (laughs) and it's like babe you've just been telling me for so long why your opinion matters yeah it also was quite it just didn't I just felt like it's not gonna do her any favors in terms of winning favor like she talks for the first third she talks about how all she ever wanted to be was different she just wants to stand mm-hmm. out she wants to be different 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 and for her that means living in a life of luxury and having perfect things and having this like pretty unattainable lifestyle for most and the reason that she's got it above everyone else is because she's different and it's like well you've just not acknowledged anything there babes any privilege and that's what she's been in trouble for before isn't it exactly but this even comes down to the fact that like she's a very naturally beautiful person she's white she's not naturally but she is blonde like she ticks all of these like we say all the time societal um not assumptions but societal aspirations aspirations in some ways yeah of like beauty and and what it is to be successful but she's like if you want to be an influencer you've got to get up and do the work and that means taking hundreds of pictures and it's like yes babe but the difference is is that people that don't look like you can still take hundreds of pictures and thousands of pictures but they're not going to get that reception that's what Mm -hmm. she doesn't she can't seem to understand no matter how many times people obviously spell it out to her and the the most frustrating part was that I am obsessed with Love Island I love Love Island and I google constantly I must google it at least three times a season how much are they allowed to drink because I just can't wrap my head around the fact that all of these young people that you know they're all part of like a partying scene like their lives are just socializing get apparently two cups of wine a night or something like that so I just want these little insider details and I was like I know where I'll get them Molly May's memoir yeah wrong like Love Island details 
Yeah, I just wanted yeah. more about that. And like she mentions the producers are much more involved. Like there was this one bit where I thought this is quite sweet. A mum had spotted this yeah. mole on the I back of like her that. leg and she called the Love Island producers and she was like, that mole's got bigger. Like, so then they were checking this mole every day and stuff like that, which I thought, so there's there's obviously all these things about Love Island, like these interactions between the producers and the, and the mm-hmm. cast and then, and they get new clothes sent in because they've been wearing the same clothes and all these kind of little tiny little tidbits. But I'm like, no, yeah. no, I want the juicy stuff. You want, the, yes. And she um, just wasn't, she was not giving that up. <clears throat> yeah. So t- tell me what you thought. And we can... I mean, I wholly, wholly agree with all of that. I think, I suppose the other way to look at that, I mean, it is a devil's advocate now. We both hate it when people do that. Yes. But I think for this, for the purposes of, balance yeah and maybe no I do believe this there is something deeply earnest about Molly May yeah and I think maybe that is part of the reason I don't know if I agree with this but that she has she is the breakout star of that show she has mm-hmm. I think I checked seven some seven million followers at one point and to be honest the when she was talking about the Instagrams like I oh, don't do hashtags anymore because of explore I don't know Instagram I'm not very good at Instagram mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So she, and she, she keeps, she says about 3,000 times, like, I know Instagram so well. And you know what? She does. She does she know does. Instagram really well. She knows that craft. Um, and I think the reason maybe that there's no tell-all stuff, there's no politics, there's no looking at the world in a different way is because there's probably nothing to tell because she, to me, appears to be somebody who accepts the world or accepts what people tell her at a complete face value. So yes, when your parents yeah. say, you're, you're brilliant, you're, all you need to do is work hard in this life. And I don't object to parents. I don't necessarily object to parents raising their kids like that. But at some point you get to an age where you realize that this is not how the world actually is. You become a little bit jaded. And for me, and the way that I deal with the hideousness of the world is through humor and just make taking the piss out of everything and everyone, including myself. And that's, that is my way to deal with it. Molly May doesn't need a way to deal with it because she sees it, how it's presented to her. Mm -hmm. So if Boris Johnson says the way that we need to boost the economy is we need to have more people setting up businesses or whatever it is that he says, then Molly May goes, okay, I can do that. And, and, and does it so that in, Mm -hmm. in a way, I'd, Molly May is not Molly May is not the problem with society. Molly May Absolutely is a, is a symptom of society, and I would say she's not even a bad symptom of society. Like I wouldn't get all, I, I probably would. I could have I couldn't have a night out because she doesn't go on nights out. I could no. I if Molly May liked my post, I'd be buzzing. So she's done her job because I'm not her fan. If she liked my post or followed us, I'd crap me knickers, re-record <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Um but, no, but yeah, I'm not in any way dismissing that or saying that that's not that mm. makes her mm. vapid or anything like that cuz I, I know. do genuinely really like I think she's a sweet girl. She's made a couple of errors, but they are just those it is just that it's because especially that 24 hours in a day one which I do love to rip the shit out of before. So funny. That must But it's have... because the reason why she did that was because that was a meme and she'll have seen that on Instagram because yeah. she lives her life on Instagram so she'll have seen you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyoncé and she won't have read any more into that and she'll, she'll have just been like oh my god they're so right. Oh my god and we do. And yeah. and then her argument in that when she was 
doing that podcast she kept saying I mean but technically it's right technically it's right that's all she kept saying and it's It's true technically technically we've all got 24 hours in a day and she doesn't need to think beyond those things and if if you said to me you can swap lives with Molly May right now and you can also just have her her view of the world and her stream of consciousness I would take it in (laughs) without a second thought I wouldn't even I would just say where do I sign and I would cut I would sign in blood yeah it's blissful unawareness not even am I given I was gonna say it's not even ignorance but of course it is that's giving her too much credit it is ignorance maybe because you think she'd become a little bit more worldly now that she's seen more of the world but no you know what I've got a theory about Uh actually it's not a theory I was gonna make it sound really grand there but you know how the the new fashion is to just have zero color yeah no color allowed yeah it needs to be sepia you know what you're Amber's boyfriend is probably quite happy with it because it's just <laughs> it's just black and white and I've just looked at her Instagram story and I've realized that influencers they like to use the white heart now yes mm-hmm. and that's making sense because wasn't that one of the most recent additions was the white heart so they can now have their their black and white interior design sitting with Tommy uh-huh. having a hot water bottle and a white heart and a, some something about that yeah. upsets me the fact that color is now not fashionable Mm. it's well she's she's come under fire for this because they've recently bought this house and it was obviously lived in before by a fabulous gay man because every room is stunning it's really and he's gone for green green is the theme and every room is like these deep earthy greens and like big tiles and something that you would see on architectural digest like it is beautifully designed and there's a bamboo and all this kind of stuff she's ripping it out and installing that cream carpet cream interior very bright and light and like all which and and I was watching this exact vlog when I was washing up earlier and she was like I've come under a lot of fire for this and you know it's just personal preference this is just what I like and I appreciate that people like the colour and stuff like that but I just really like brightness and and cozy and like all this kind of stuff and and I was like, yeah, but oh, it is a shame. It is just a shame. And then there was also this, like, what I do think is fascinating about influencer culture is that it, they can make something that is objectively hideous. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, do you remember? Well, I mean, it's Crocs. It's happened with Crocs. It's happened with all of those types of shoes that are comfort over style. But the and and I'm a fan of that because I enjoy comfort like mm-hmm. anyone but it's this weird with this power I don't know it is like mental because you can look at something you're like that is hideous it is not visually appealing at all but I know if I put that on people will think that, that I'm a cool person people will Inf- look at me in a certain way and be like oh yeah she's influencer influencer I'll tell you something for free she fucking influenced me Paul because this afternoon I popped a bit of fake tan on. Did you know? She's got a tanning company. She's very proud of her tanning company. Filtered by Molly May. Your Amber's boyfriend better not read this book. Otherwise, he'll just start doing just white murals at parties. <laughs> yeah, he'll see loads and, and more just like a white wall, babe. <laughs> um, some things that really freaked me out. So I remember that I remember Ellie Belly from Love Island. Yeah. Ellie Belly is Molly May's 
stuffed elephant toy that she had since she was a child and she took it on Love Island and it's very important to her Love Island experience I thought that was kind of the end of it and I thought she was probably trying to be a little bit cutesy to get a guy because a guy wants to have quite a, a disimpact I'm, I'm just saying things here but you know what I mean like Alf, you know what you know what that man who assaulted me he wants his girlfriend to have Ellie Belly because yeah. that means that he is fully in control and in power of her and it, yeah. like she's very infantilized she's very yes young she, she always says like she's kind of older than her years she's very 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 young for her years it's it she's it's like she's and and I would not I, agree more so, and, so I'm just gonna pop the light on another thing I kind of rated about her was I don't know if I believed her but when she says well she says I did care what people think and I did I did a summer in Ibiza and came back after two weeks like and all that stuff same babe Magaluf but I think I still at this age think why so I've just taken the piss out of I don't like festivals I want to like festivals I wish I could like festivals because everyone likes festivals and I could go to Glastonbury and be a cool kid. I just don't like them. And now I'm 30. I'm like, Paul, you're going to have to give up on that dream. It's never going to happen. I'm only just getting used to that now. She, like, five minutes after getting back from Ibiza, she was like, nah, I like to wear my Uggs and play with my Ellie Belly and watch Harry Potter movies. And she's yeah. fine with it. And, and she does yeah. say towards the end of the book, I'm really good at dealing with a situation in the moment and then getting over it, imme- like, and then I'm fine. Immediately. And that's actually a good strategy. Well, yeah, because it, she, she, the thing that you're talking to, uh, talking about is, and what she was talking about in that moment was that she was robbed. Um, On my 30th birthday, did you see that? I did. 21st of October, 2021, me and you doing, like, you forcing me into a backbend on my birthday, she's getting robbed. <laughs> Well, we, that's our alibi. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say, and it feeds into what you're going to say, is not only does she have Ellie Belly, she has counted, she has 17 of these stuffed animals that live on her bed. And sometimes they'll, what's the word when you like personify anthrop- oh, um, anthropomorphize, like that thing yeah, where you um, yeah, yeah, yeah. anthropomorphizes them. So her and Tommy, and this is the kind of thing, ev- all couples have these weird things that must, must, must stay behind closed doors. Yeah. And hers is that they like sometimes put them to be watching the TV before they go out. And I was just like, babe, this is, when we said tell all, this is too much, <laughs> like much. tell fucking less of this. And then she gets robbed. So and then see what she well, says. Just quickly on that, she said she put it on her Instagram story the other day a picture of her teddies watching TV that while she was out. That's too earnest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just really bad for the environment and her electricity bill. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that, like, it, yeah, that. Do the robbed bit, though. What does she say the... when she gets robbed? Well, just that she gets over it. Uh huh. But also, so. They she... left Ellie Belly. That's all she cared about. No, she had Ellie Belly on her. Are you joking? She would never leave Ellie Belly. So she had Ellie Belly on her. She'd bought this amazing watch and she was like, more on that later. Sometimes you don't get to keep things. More on that later. Turns out she got robbed, which would definitely be traumatic. It would be horrible, especially as a famous person to think, oh, someone's been going around my stuff. But she was like, it's all just stuff. But they left the things that matter. They didn't take any of my 17 cuddly toys. They were just on the floor. I'm like, of course. And also... yeah that's weird yeah it's just it's like a child being robbed isn't it that they don't uh-huh. care about any of these things that she she does live in this bit of a fantasy land but what i was gonna say is that do you remember kim kardashian got robbed obviously a much more traumatic event because she was 
tied up and she was fucking there yeah she was robbed at gunpoint but she had heard this like social media hiatus because that was how people were figuring out where they were and where all of these millions of dollars worth of jewelry were and all this kind of stuff so she took this big social media hiatus but it was kind of when she came back it was almost like this there was this new element to her and that's when she started to do all of that like philanthropic anthropological work she had this rebirth it was like a renaissance came and she started doing all of this stuff and she seemed wiser and whatever and yeah and it was probably because her life fucking flashed before her eyes and she thought that her kids were going to grow up without their mum and stuff and that and that didn't happen to molly may but when she was just like yeah i just got over it like a, a few months later i was over it i don't know there was just a part of me that was like well then isn't that entirely indicative of your your the your worldview your perception of life like it's like that is a that is a scary thing to have happened to you because of the job that you do mm-hmm. and she has sort of doubled down I don't know there were like it 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 was like reading it was just like reading the book of a child that's just a child done very good and then by default it feel it felt a tiny bit seedy because she's got this fame because she was on Love Island and it's all about sex and sex appeal and she has got to be the least sexy person on planet Earth, Molly Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah, as in yeah, at least yeah, yeah. Like just that she's not a know. sexual being, and admittedly not she's a not a sexual being. She, she's... Yeah, she says it, but it's just I don't know. There's and so it is. It's just like there's this big kid and. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know why. Like, th- yeah, and 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 then I sometimes this is getting dark. I didn't expect this, but I sometimes worry that all of these brilliant people she's got around her. I'm sure lots of them do love her and stuff, but she's she's not recognizing that she is the cog in this quite mm-hmm. terrifyingly vapid. I will say vapid machine that is influencers and that. She she admits that it sometimes takes her a hundred times to get the photo, and she and I do think it's quite sweet when she the, the the graph she puts into Instagram, and she obviously knows what she's talking about. But she's got all of these yes people around her. Oh, you can be the creative exactly. director of Pretty Little Thing, and you can also have your own business, and you can also do this because they're rubbing their hands together. I think we've got this girl who is beautiful, who do, will never say no who we can just tell her what she wants to hear and she won't care that actually pretty little things a disastrous company or that you know that the contributions to society aren't you know any anything amazing but but she'll never she'll never have that moment of realization where like this all means nothing Mm -hmm. like what what is this and and I guess on the surface you think oh what a brilliant role model for kids because she's very sweet she's very nice she doesn't swear she doesn't drink she doesn't have sex um she worked really hard she's in a, and when you think if you've got a little girl you're thinking oh god I, I wonder what she's getting up to online oh watch Molly May, darling she, yeah and and that in, exactly. in one on the one hand I get it but on the other hand I'm like no you don't want you need more role models otherwise we're just gonna reproduce this same shit and the and it's like a, a lack of charisma and a lack of yeah you well, know just like back but not backbone but just like like that going back to that robbery she's got to have been the easiest target mm. on the planet because she's minted she shows you where she keeps all of her prized possessions every single day on instagram hundreds of times a day and she's so naive like i was thinking if i could get within 
20 feet of her I reckon by she talks about how she can count her closest friends on one hand by the end of the year I'd be in her closest friends because I'd know exactly what to say I'd know exactly mm. how to manipulate her so that I could get and I know and it is just a bit like oh and she's got no mates she's got two mates she's got two mates one of them is hired one of her best mates is her manager yeah oh and my second, and her second best mate is her sister yeah <laughs> stop um <laughs> It's, and it's just like, I and I know that if I if I was to bump into her, it she's just it is. I mean, it is actually fantastic that she's met Tommy Fury because he's. I don't think he would ever in a million years manipulate that situation because he just couldn't. But it <laughs> would be so easy if they broke up for a bloke to come into her life, and absolutely, well, just have his have his way for the rest of yeah. his life. We need to break them up. I think the counterpoint for me and is is I love Maura Higgins I love her because she yeah. is she is an influencer she's gorgeous she's in, she's yeah. incredibly sexy but like she there's something knowing about Maura Higgins like she went into there as a bombshell the same way that Molly May did Molly May went completely not understanding what that bombshell thing even meant Maura yeah. went in with her like snaking around and didn't she try and get Tommy at one point like <laughs> And then I've always remember I went to see Love Island after Sun being filmed and Maura was on it. And... I was there. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you're in Scotland, but point. Love you. Do you remember when we went outside and she was in a tiny mini dress, the huge fur coat on smoking a fag? Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's what I want in me influencers. I want you to show us this shit on Instagram. Like, oh my God, yes. look at me. Uh, look at me snuggling up to my boyfriend. And then I want you to be like shacking loads of people on the back. Like, but yeah. there's none of that here. That's just... just getting into a big Addison Lee smoking. Yeah. Maura oh. Higgins is playing the game. She knows yeah. exactly that... what to do. She's taken all the brand deals. Molly May has been really discerning about her brand deals when actually she's been taken in by pretty little thing before she mm-hmm. even went on love island they mm-hmm. saw her as a person who was going to get their money then she was given stuff it's it's like she was groomed by them she was given know, free yeah. stuff and then she started to be given a little bit of money she's always been involved in pretty little thing and then on love island she was given their clothes to show them off got out there was offered this deal but it wasn't quite as good as the other deals but they were like no but it's us it's pretty little thing yeah we've, to us. Got the, we've and now, got connection yeah, two, we've got a connection. We've been with you from the start, Molly May. And then two years later, she's the creative director, which mm-hmm. she tried to explain, bless her, what that uh, meant day to day. And she just went, I'm just allowed to do what I want. Sometimes go around and just look at the different departments and see what they're getting up to. And then other days I'll just do... And I'm like, babe, the I highlight that bit under because... their thumb. Yeah. And they're this awful fast fashion brand. And obviously they're the press against these brands now. And Molly May still thinks that they are her fucking corporate parent she's yeah. like these they've looked after me and now look they've given me this that's weird man it is weird and it's I a man who owns it yeah i know mm-hmm. or was that the, and he was like, she was like and then i remember dave or whatever and dave is i'm still really close with dave and i'm picturing this big like smoking sweaty guy like yeah come on molly my <laughs> said she said about just how she was saying that she's the creative director which after the CEO and the CFO is the most important, especially in a in a brand where they fashion design brand, yeah. clothes, a fashion brand. It is the most important role. It is the role that has the say in everything. She said, the team are flexible with what I want to do. If I want to go in and spend a full day in the office and go around every department to have a look at what they're doing, the brand activations they're working on, the campaigns, I can do that. They've been really generous at letting me have a say with anything. Babe, generous? 
according to your job title, you are their boss. But also, <laughs> you have you you owe them nothing. You have made them millions and millions yeah. of pounds. Aren't they so generous? No, they're grooving you. Absolutely bonkers. But I'm just going to find some really funny. Just yeah, let's do them. funny because I didn't expect this to be like this. And I think no, I know. You think what no. are this is a good part from the end when she's talking about when she ha- she has endometriosis. Yeah, um, and then she says, awful. Yeah, and she's like talking about it on YouTube and she gets a bit of a backlash because she doesn't go into enough detail on it. And she goes, but I wasn't a doctor or any type of medical expert. Are you now, babe? It's going to be a lot of my comments. The thing is, Maura Higgins would say, so she had endometriosis, she has, and, and she has really really painful periods like debilitating mm-hmm. periods um really painful sex all of this stuff and then she gets comments from people when she explains her situation she's like well you're not explaining it fully you don't know what you're talking about Maura Higgins will go I fucking got it I know what I'm talking yeah. about but she's like oh I'm sorry I'm not a doctor it's like no you've got it you know yeah. you've got you, endometriosis yeah. you are the woman who's got it it's your body you can t- say whatever the fuck you want but, oh no yeah. sorry sorry I haven't got the same one as you um there is a lot of explaining something in the first or saying something in the first half of the sentence and then the second half of the sentence explain exactly what that means <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one Molly May competed in pageants for a while my favorite one and I was pacing myself at this she enters the pageant and she's not really sure like what she's doing but and then she doesn't do too well but then the next day she's like no I'm gonna smash it and she really tries hard and she does lots of charity work and whatever and she goes back and (laughs) this is her line it I actually did quite well and placed second so I was first runner up (laughs) (laughs) I'm not she does it when she'll explain um she does it everything she says sometimes i have to get really early because my call time's 5 30 that's the time you have to get there and, and but then I, but then i'm pissing myself that i'm thinking it's 12 year old girls who are really this they're not gonna know what a call time is yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. i always wanted to show everyone that i was up to something interesting it was again that impulse to be different that's when she just starts instagram <laughs> do you like it when uh, she gets the frankie from the saturday's haircut as everybody did but she did it to be different yes but then she gets yeah. it too young and, and she hates it and she starts watching videos about how to grow your hair out and then later on in the book you see a picture of her with it and she's like oh i didn't get pictures in mine did I you not no she's like 11 and she's just this oh, tiny girl with with pics. like with short hair on one side and long on the other and i'm just like oh babe you were trying to be different this uh, is another absolute fucking belter of a line she was a lifeguard for a little while it wasn't a fun job whatsoever you literally sit on a chair most of the time just watching the swimmers there was only one time i had to do something a boy was choking in the outdoor swimming pool and i had to give him a few back slaps that was literally it <laughs> <laughs> look at this this is ah! oh my god <laughs> She's tiny. I just want to give her a hug. Do you love how she was a shit Irish dancer as well? I was so smug about that because I was. I I knew. But sorry, with the season in Ibiza and the Irish dancer, are you (laughs) are you Paul May Webb? Paul May West, more like. Um. (laughs) So I I loved. I I was waiting for the every everything happens for a reason bit, which I mean the whole the whole book is is everything happens for a reason. But she did. But also grind, grind, grind. Also grind because no, I've just repeated what you said. So, so it's basically what was it that what was it that she was rationalising by that? Oh, so you don't always get what you want. Um, 
Thanks, Molly May. Wasn't wasn't aware. Uh, I think she put too much pressure on herself, and she didn't she didn't really like what she was doing, or she uh, she didn't get a job or something. Um, but I really do believe that everything happens for a reason. Recently, oh, this is it. I was in talks for a job that I was so excited about. We had hair and makeup planned. We were ready to go. Then I learned they didn't want me anymore. Oh, <laughs> I was heartbroken. But then a week later, I secured one of my biggest campaigns to date with Starbucks, <laughs> a brand that I'd always wanted to work with. Of course you did. Yeah. If the other job had happened, so then she's just explaining why that wouldn't have happened if she'd yeah she'd got she that other got job just she if it's not been. clear if the other job had happened I would have struggled with the Starbucks one that I really want to do so I really believe everything unfolds the way it's meant to trust that process and trust the timing of everything in your life I'd like to hear you tell that to someone with bone cancer <laughs> exactly there was a lot there was just a lot of that wasn't oh, but it? and sorry it's not finished that was just explaining a little bit more oh right because i really do feel like it all works out in the end what about everyone who died of aids in the 80s so when things don't go my way i think that's just happened because something else has come in has come in instead yeah sorry has so something mean. else has come in instead or this has got to happen so that can happen I just believe that all the events in lo- in your life are meant to happen in whatever order they take. <laughs> that is like ultimate predestination. It's very religious. Isn't it? So that, so, hang on, we're not done. So that other things can fall into place. Are you following, Sarah? Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm still with you. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought of it that way. <laughs> Even though she's just said she was gutted when she didn't get that job. If the Starbucks one hadn't come up, she would not have thought this. I've always thought of it that way. And that's a way of thinking that helps me on my not so good days. God, I mean, thank you, Molly. Wow. wow. I just want to go that's back to the live job because there's another bit that I've highlighted that I was pissed myself at. <clears throat> so it was a quiet job, but it still came with a lot of responsibility. They used to tell us that if someone drowned on our watch, it could be taken really seriously. <laughs> 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 Imagine if fucking like a child drowned while she was like curling her hair. Like, and she, she, she didn't know how dead. serious it yes. was until someone told her that's really serious. She was like, oh, what was it? Right, we'll let you off this once, Molly. But if another child <laughs> drowns on your watch, we that's might take this seriously. That's really serious. She's also when she when she got a job at a gym, and this is how she spoke. <laughs> like mine was so mean. I kind of got fired from the gym in the end. <laughs> basically, I'm pissed. Basically, I, I had glandular fever and I was just oh, so. I love this bit. <laughs> it was a laugh a minute, this book. Basically, I had glandular fever and I was just so, so unwell that I was signed off from work by a doctor for a month. Towards the end of that time, I started to feel a bit better, but I thought, I'll go back to work when I'm 100% recovered. In the meantime, I had to take part in a ceremony to hand back my pageant crown. So I do. She went to a pageant. (laughs) I went to get my hair done for that and was spotted at the hairdressers by one of the gym members who then told the gym staff. And then the start of the next chapter called Making Money Moves begins with, after I got semi-fired from the gym, I went to Ibiza to work the season. (laughs) (laughs) Still that mono. It's Um, actually unreal. I love this bit. So if right, if any of you are looking for tips, and Sarah, you live on you live alone, right? 
Yes. I so I've got, that. I've actually got a really good tip for people who live alone. Oh, so, I know what's coming. I'll yeah. write it down. And I'd, I'd never thought about this before. So if you're ever on your own and you're at a loss and you think, oh God, I'm quite bored and my intrusive thoughts are getting to us. So one tip that I always give to people who are living by themselves for the first time is colon, play music. <laughs> I did that all day, every day, and it really gave me a sense of comfort. I didn't even have a TV in my apartment. She calls it an apartment. It's a flat. When I lived alone, I just had my computer with, obviously, TV streaming on it. Yeah. So I just have Drake on repeat nonstop. Much like nonstop about neighbors <laughs> fucking hate. Or I'd play YouTube videos, shopping hauls, anything at all. Oh, that was quite a nice line. Shopping hauls, anything at all. Just to break <laughs> that silence. Not the silence, just to break that silence. I, I think that that really helped me because silence is what can really kill the mood and your energy when you live alone. It's a bit tiring in a weird way. <laughs> I'm like, babe, you need to sit in some silence for a bit because it's it's yeah. never it's never going to come. It's all going to be go, go, go. Pretty little thing. Hair extensions until you sit in silence and you realize I wish I'd fucking taken that pill in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, another one. This is just... The chapter is Manifesting Manchester. Oh, so my She, she ended up in Manchester by manifesting alone. <laughs> I do feel like I manifested that flat, which the way I think of it means enough belief in yourself that things just fall into place. Because I find that when you have enough confidence, things just happen for you. And you never doubt that they're going to happen. They will just happen. Right, yeah. What about oh. the bit when she got all of those fillers? Oh, did you look at that? I did looked at the picture. picture? Hey! I mean, I think she looks quite great, though. Yeah, in like a housewife, fabulous kind Yeah, of and way. just like, she looks like... Um, she looks a bit naughty and a bit like debaucherous and a bit... Uh-huh. Like, and I don't you know, give a fuck about anything. I'm really quite obsessed with those women and sometimes like... Almost their 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 outer appearances, their performance. So it happens a lot with drag queens. Actually, drag queens love getting all of this cheap Mexican silicon, and they fucking love it. And she looked like one of those people who sort of turned themselves into a living doll or something. And I was like, yes. oh, I could yeah, get yeah, into yeah. that. Then she had it all dissolved. So I just want to quickly say as well, when her and Tommy first got out of Love Island, they used to go um, to like the cinema. And this is just this opening chapter. One of the first things Tommy and I did as a couple in those f- first few weeks in London was to go out to TGI Fridays and the cinema because we both loved that. And we were really certain about wanting a date night. I just wanted to do something normal with him and he felt the same. It's nice that we did that because I look back now and I'll always remember doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Molly. I'm sorry. I'm not making this easy for a babe. I know. I just... Also, when she talks about that, she she says that she's really healthy and she's like a health freak. Her favourite food is spaghetti bolognese with chips in it. <laughs> Me too. I fucking love. Well, I've highlighted it because I was like, "Fuck yeah, that sounds carbon, carb, love life." Oh, just it's it's worth a read. Use it's worth it a read. Is, do you know what? As well, there was p- parts of it that really helped me go to sleep so if you suffer from any kind of insomnia yeah. and you do learn about instagram to give her a juice she knows about the instys um she's not sure on the tiktok she finds that one a bit difficult she's... oh and, and also she she struggles with the caption for her instagram so whenever you look at Ugh. her instagram just just give her the benefit of the doubt of the caption because she can really take some some time toiling over those uh-huh. but you know when she said 
her follow her daily followers are in the five figures. And I was like, five figures, what's that? So she's between 10,000 and 99,000 followers a day. A day, I know. She's. <laughs> I thought she was going to look at our Instagram story the other day. Sorry, just the last quote that I'm going to read out. Mm-hmm. It's just when she's talking about what makes her happy. <laughs> it turns out it's minimal. <laughs> um, and she just likes the simple things. Like, she's. The small things really do give me pleasure. Even getting a nice cold bottle of water from the fridge can make me so happy. <laughs> and, then, and finally, finally, did you read the acknowledgements? Yeah, I read it from cover to cover. The last acknowledgement was to Ellie Belly. That freaked me out and it left, that was a weird cliffhanger. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh. I feel like Ellie Belly's gonna kill her. Yeah, I know. What if somebody's implanted a camera into Ellie Belly? That's how you'd get to her. Uh huh. I would just love it if she said, like, and finally, the one thing that can make me happy and that I just love doing because it's the thing I love is spreading my legs and getting motted out by Tommy on a Sunday afternoon when I haven't even had a shower. (laughs) That would be more as last line. It'd be more as opening line. <laughs> That'd be the title of the book. Get matted out. <laughs> it started one Sunday afternoon, but well, actually, it was more like Monday morning, four a.m. <laughs> My legs were akimbo. There was a man down there I'd never seen him before, let alone the top of his head. <laughs> Chapter one: My first STI. <laughs> no, that sounds like I'm really slut shaming. No, I love her. Um, let's see how many followers she's got, though. And this, this is the problem with the world, right? And again, fans, people who've never watched Love Island, American fans, whatever, Maura Higgins, look her up. So they were on the same season. They're actually friends now, but I think Maura's probably just taking the piss out of her. Well, Maura's thinking she's going to get minted. She's going to keep her money. This gorgeous Irish firecracker of a woman. Just all the men, the saw her and they were like, oh, she's a bit of all right. She terrified them because she was so confident Mm -hmm. and just amazing. She's got, to be fair, three and a half million. You know what? When you said you'd sign on the dotted line for her life, I'd take Maura's three and a half million over her seven. But it's the cash in the bank. Maura's probably spaffing hers up the wall on cocaine and fur coats. Which, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I want exactly. I want, I want to go into Molly May's life and then I want to have her, her brain for a few days and then I want my brain to come in. Oh, that sounds like a brilliant horror film. Um, Basically. Yeah, this is so. This is I wish so. Maura's doing a QA and Molly <gasps> was doing one yesterday, and I saw that she'd done it. And she said, Ask me a question, I'll answer them tomorrow. And I forgot to look, and I wish we could uh, compare them because uh, Maura's put, oh, long... I've, I, can... I saw some of them. I'll try and just put longest day. I'll try and do the accent, longest day, uh-huh. but let's get that weekly QA done, make it juicy. And so, type something, let's see what they've asked. How do you deal with false headlines? Let's see what Maura says. Because... I always thought, like, the general public just believe everything they read. But obviously, that's quite clear that you don't want to, so it's quite nice. She's um, just mortal. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a mortal. Wait, that froze then. Oh, no, did it? I was playing Maura. I know, I know, I heard just the Irish accent. The last... The last Q&A on Molly's Instagram, the last question that's the only one that's still up, says... What's your go-to film which you could watch over and over again? Kiss, kiss. Oh, let me guess. But the way Molly starts it by saying cinema recommendations currently. 
So what do you think currently is on that she loves? What's currently on? Is it a Disney? Nope. It's in the cinemas. Is it... She loves a horror. Is it a horror? Nope. I don't know what's on in the cinemas. Tell us. Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun, Maverick, yeah. I can see she'll... See, she might get a little bit hot under the collar thinking about Tommy in the Top Gun advert. I just don't think she does. I just don't think that she's ever, ever... She's not a sexual person, then that's fine. Exactly. It is fine. It is fine. And her general go-to films, obviously Harry Potter, Shrek, Wolf of Wall Street... When he blows the cocaine up, that hooker's ass. I bet she has to look away. I bet cover she Ellie Belly's eyes. <laughs> yeah. No, but she just likes the fact that it's about making money. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm the money may of Wall Street. <laughs> um, unbroken, divergent, Twilight. Yeah, I mean. Thanks, Molly. Just oh, but you know what? And then I was a bit pissed off with her with the book. I was just like, I've not really enjoyed that. I spent a tenner on it. I'm a bit annoyed. And then I watched three of her vlogs and I was like, you know what? You're fucking class. Your mm. life is just idyllic. And mm-hmm. and like she she has these poor people that follow her around to do everything for her. Like she went to this furniture store in this last vlog that I was watching and she was in there for six hours. And she was like, I've not had any breakfast, lunch or dinner. So we're going to go to Mackey's. And then every time she goes to McDonald's, she gets a massive burger and chicken selects and fries and I just think you're just a kid. You're just the world's biggest kid and you've got loads of cash. Her biggest inspiration in life is Kylie Jenner. I know. Again, I've tried to say, oh, right, of course. Of course. But I'm just, I don't know. It's quite nice. Part of me is like, do you know what? Let's just protect Mm -hmm. Molly. Protect Molly May. Protect someone needs to go and help her. I much prefer her to Kylie Jenny. Kylie Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pissed, man. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean... If we were famous, this would be the episode that gets us cancelled, I think. Do you think? We've not said anything mean. We've just spent the last... I mean, this is probably the longest episode. We've been speaking for an hour and 40 minutes. Well, We've just cried at this... Do you know what? I'm jealous. <laughs> she's she's good content. She knows mm-hmm. it. That's why she's an influencer. Yeah, the thing is, she doesn't know it. <laughs> she doesn't know that this is the kind of content she's generating. Right, anyway, it's time for next week's book. Oh, well, actually, I'll tell you oh. what's happening. Okay, yeah, so, and tell me because I don't know. Right, so I'm so sorry to tell you, but this is the end of series two. We're ending on Molly May, as it should be. So summer's coming. I'm going on Halls, Grand Canaria, Lanzarote, basic bitch. Sarah's going to Ibiza. God, we're so basic. And then we will be back after we've had all of our holidays and we've talked to you all about the debauchery that went on. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We love you. It's uh, been a proper whirlwind. It's been. Oh, I thought there was a quote that Cheryl called it, but I can't remember it. Um, it's pl- been right up my street. It's been right up you your street, right hopefully. Up my street. Um, we, our listenership has gone up this season, and we're really, really thankful for it. Um, we love you all so much. So please do follow us on Instagram at Reading for Attention and email us. You've got loads of weeks to email us at readingforattention at gmail.com. Book recommendations. Tell us what you think of Molly May. If you've discovered drinks, drink, Rex. Drink over the summer. We might actually do drugs next season. So it might be a book yeah. and, a, and a drug. So if anyone's into drugs, tell us. And then the season after that, rehab. Uh huh. Oh, that'd be good. And then the season after that, relapse. Oh, looking for relapse 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. Sarah, how do you feel? 
yeah overwhelmed because uh we've made this quite a snap decision but also it's come about quite organically yeah molly may signifies a lot i wonder if molly may would think this was a good strategy because we didn't tell you it was the end of the season we didn't tell ourselves until right now but hopefully you're now like oh no i need to go and listen to the back catalogue yeah i think so yeah go and start at episode one and by the time you finish we'll be back oh anyway we've got less than a minute left of this recording so love you love you Hope so you much are you talking to me or the le- or the listener ah. uh, you 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 fuck you oh thank you love you lights and love you too listeners it's been a blast it's been a blast bye babies bye hello attention seekers it's your joint favorite podcast host and alcoholic here paul webb um the end of that podcast if you didn't realise, I bet true fans did. It was a bit off the cuff because we hadn't decided it was the end of series two. Then we realised that I'm going on holiday, and Sarah's going on holiday, so we need to figure out what the hell's going to happen. So we were like, oh well, end of series two. But we forgot that the end of series one had an enormously, enormously internationally popular episode where we gave our favourite books of the season. So, because that requires no reading, we can record that before I go away. So you're in luck. It's not the last episode of the season. Next week's episode is going to be the last episode of Series 2 where Sarah and I talk about our favourite books of Series 2. So look forward to that, bitches. And then we will be taking an extended break to go on holiday and work on ourselves alcoholically. 